Trump, China, Disney box office. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So Kanye West and Milo Yiannopoulos and Nick Fuentes are like live right now on Timcast, YouTube channel. It's like a Talking Heads interview show, podcast. And obviously Kanye West is crazy. And so Tim is trying to, Tim of Timcast is trying to kind of keep things on the rails because basically it's a giant news story. How exactly did you, you know, what did Trump do? What did you, what did you say to Trump? What did Trump say to you? Etc. And so Tim is like, okay, let's, first thing, let's talk about the dinner, the, the new, that's in the news right now. Then we'll talk about, you know, Kanye West running for president in 2024. And then we can get into your, you know, whatever, people calling you anti-Semitic. And Kanye West is like, no, I want to talk about the Jews right now. And Tim pushes back on that, and then Kanye West storms out of the interview. And I don't know, I wasn't, it's not that fun to watch, or that interesting, but whatever. I'm going to listen to someone else, someone else describe it tomorrow as, as to what happened, if they ever got to the bottom of anything. And Nick Fuentes is just sitting in the corner being quiet. And in fact, everyone, no one can get a word in edgewise, because Kanye West is off his chain. They tried to put me on lithium. They're trying to throw me in jail. They just took away $300 million. My personal trainer is a PSYOP from Canada. Eh, Anyways, whatever. The Scott Adams podcast mentioned some humorous aspects with the uh, Nick Fuentes having dinner at Mar-a-Lago with Trump. Yeah, so Trump went on his Truth Social social media thing and he did a post. I'll quote here. Quote, So I help a seriously troubled man who just happens to be black, yay, Kanye West, who has been decimated in his business and virtually everything else, and who has always been good to me, by allowing his request for a meeting at Mar-a-Lago alone so that I can give him very much needed advice. So hopefully the amusing line in that popped out to you. It's the one where he goes, who just happens to be black? It's kind of like Trump was like, all you people calling me a racist, you may not know this, but Kanye West is black. You know, come on, he just happens to be black. It's like the old thing, you know, you're like, I'm not racist. Oh yeah, I think you are. Well, I have a black friend. And then it's like, is your black friend Kanye West? Well, I don't want to talk about that. And so Trump is saying he doesn't know who Nick Fuentes is, didn't invite him over, etc. I think probably is true. And he's kind of like, shocked, shocked, I say. I'm totally shocked to hear that I had a, what, what, anti-Semite, amongst other things, at my dinner. And so Ben Shapiro, who's like a Jewish conservative commentator for the Daily Wire, he's like number one on Facebook, I think, for political people. But Ben was like, he's like, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe you didn't know, you know, Nick Fuentes was an anti-Semite. He's like, you know, when you invite one anti-Semite to come over, and then they say they want to bring a friend, uh, you know, you you may have a little culpability. And the whole Kanye thing started with, he wore a shirt that said, White Lives Matter, probably a few weeks ago. So, you know, that might, normally if you wear a White Lives Matter t-shirt, that makes you a white supremacist. So we may have a black white supremacist on our hands there. And then just, uh, I don't know. Well, you know, okay, there's a theory. I'll say the theory in a second. But Nick Fuentes, you know, I don't know if you know, but Fuentes is, that's not a normal 
British last name. And so he's Hispanic. I mean, he doesn't look, he doesn't, he looks white. looks like a young white guy. But anyways, his last name is Fuentes. And apparently on his dad's side of the family, his family came from Mexico. So at this dinner was a Hispanic white supremacist also. And so, you know, I'm on the lookout for quotes, like direct quotes from Fuentes about exactly, you know, to see exactly how bad he is. And I got my first one. Uh, it's an amusing one. Anyways, one of his positions is that women should not have the right to vote. And I don't know why, but I think that's pretty funny. And so Scott Adams has this theory that we live in a simulation. You probably heard of that. And the way to predict what will happen in the future is that the simulation is set for maximum funniness. You know, like, oh, this new thing Biden's doing, it could either go this way or that way. Which way is it going to go? You know, you go, well, which way would be funnier? And then China has been having protests. There was a apartment building that burned down, killing 10 people, I think injuring others. And I don't know if this is true, but Chinese social media is blaming those deaths on the COVID lockdown policies, the zero COVID or whatever policy that the Chinese government has. And I haven't heard the numbers, but anyways, big crowds of people in many different cities, you know, cities that are a thousand miles away from each other, uh, have been going out and protesting. And then like one of the crazier ones, I don't remember it was, but, um, the people are out there saying, you know, death to Xi Jinping or something like that. Well, that's what you'd say in Iran, whatever the, whatever their version of death to America is for Xi Jinping in China. And so, you know, China doesn't normally have this kind of uprising stuff. They had it in 89, the famous Tiananmen Square thing where they ran over some guy with a tank. And that's not funny, so I don't know. We'll see what the result of it. You got to think of a funny result from this, these Chinese protests. That's, that's what it'll be. So I don't think that General Xi is in any danger of losing power right now, but it got me thinking. So China, this is not clear, but anyways, China is not getting their vaccines from America. Like America has the best vaccines. You know, we got the best everything. We got the best vaccines. And I don't know if China is like, we're not going to buy vaccines from America. We're only going to use the ones that we make. Or maybe America's like, we're not going to sell them to you the way that we're doing with a lot of other stuff. Mostly telecommunications and computer chip stuff. But either way, China has a very large number of old people, and they are unvaccinated. When, when China vaccinated people, they told the young people to get vaccinated, you know, because maybe you, you work at the grocery store. Okay, you get the vaccine. You're an old person who stays home. You don't get it. I think that was kind of their vaccine policy. Plus, they just don't have enough of it. They can't make it. They're not good at it. You know, we're on to the 15th variant. And so let me just lay out the most extreme situation that might actually threaten the Chinese government. And that would be that it is finally proven that it was, you know, it was a lab leak. The virus came from a lab, a lab that the Chinese government oversaw. And then there's so much protesting that they have to stop the zero COVID policy in China. And so everyone gets COVID and, you know, millions who knows how many millions millions of chinese old people die you know let's exaggerate let's say it's 10 you know maybe 10 million chinese people die of covid so i think you know that might be able to bring down mr xi if oh you released a virus that killed 10 million chinese people uh 
people might be looking at them a little differently. The new Walt Disney Studios cartoon, Strange World, came out this week and it flopped. Like, it's a movie in the line of Snow White and Peter Pan and, you know, Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast. And more recently, Frozen and Frozen 2. And basically those things are normally a license to print money, but this one just fell flat on its face. And I think it's for a couple of reasons. I think they didn't promote it that much. People weren't like, oh yeah, that new Disney movie is coming out. I don't think people knew about it really. And then also, apparently, it's just a terrible movie. It is the worst of the Disney cartoon big budget movies of all time. Just the worst writing, etc. I mean, it looks it looks good. Like the special or the CGI looks pretty good. An audience didn't like it, and they didn't go out to see it. And it has a black teenager who's gay. And I guess that's one of the one of the the plots, the B plot or something is about this black teenage gay boy who is attracted to some other boy. I, I haven't heard if the other boy is gay or not. I assume they must be both gay. I don't think they're going into the a gay boy who's pining away for a straight boy. That would be kind of interesting, but I don't think that's what they did. But I haven't heard. But so Disney always had its own cartoon empire. But in the last, I'm going to say 15 years or something, 20 years, uh, they bought Star Wars, they bought Marvel, and they bought Pixar. And so the last Pixar movie that came out was Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear. Uh, and it, it just fell completely flat on its face also. And that one had, whatever, that had lesbian, a lesbian romance of some sort in it. I don't actually, well, I don't know. I don't know if the normies, you know, if normal people are aware of this stuff. See, it's for kids. I'm sure a kid is not like, oh, that has a gay boy in it. I'm not going to go see it. Kids don't get to decide what they see. But, you know, here, here's a, a possible theory that would, whatever, I guess would uh, make anti-woke people happy. Is that, like, for instance, women in general vote Democrat. But married women vote Republican. And that's not the same thing as saying that, like, single women vote Democrat, although they overwhelmingly do. And then mothers vote Republican because, you know, for instance, black women who have kids and are not married, they still vote Democrat. But I guess here's the thing I want to know that I don't know is how aware are married mothers that like Disney is putting gay characters in all its cartoons. I think they're not aware. And so that is not the reason why they are not taking their kids to see this stuff in the theater. But it could be, maybe they are aware and they're like, you know what? I'm tired of that. I'm not going to take my kid to that and support that with my money. We'll do something else. And then black Panther is in its third week and it did fabulously. It's, it's, it's been doing great and it did really great the third week. And now I haven't seen it, but I think it is a woke movie, and so I was hoping it would fail. But instead of failing, it's doing great. So hoping something would fail, and then it having it not fail, that's not exactly like you're wrong, but, you know, it's in the ballpark, because I was kind of in the ballpark of being wrong on that. But then I thought about it more, and in fact, you know, surprise, surprise, my brain convinced itself that uh, I am righter than ever. And what it is, is I've said frequently on this podcast that... America is not racist. And in fact, America is the least racist country that has ever existed in the history of the planet. Obviously not counting racism against white people, which is on the uptick. 
And so America once again proved that it's not racist. It would love to see a Black Panther movie with all females. And so I guess America proved that America's not sexist, which it isn't. I don't know if we're the least sexist country on the planet. I think we're not. But we're very, very close to it. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.